We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Through unique sharings from amazing souls around the world that will help you feel more inner freedom, clear direction, and inner strength to do what you have come to do, Enthusiastically Spiritual's mission is to help inspire more enthusiasm for you to follow through with your heart's desires. Welcome back to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. Connections, healing, and freedom. Do these words come to mind when you think about a committed relationship? Well, my guest today is here to share with us how to access connections, healing, and freedom, and put the next steps into place to create the relationships you desire. Her name is Britta Ninist, and unhappy women work with her to get clear about what they want in their marriage and how to make that happen. Britta is a licensed therapist and relationship expert. After years of working with women, whether it's to stay and work it out or gracefully leave, she will help you know exactly what you need to do next. Welcome, Britta. Thank you so much for being here and inviting me to be here. I'm really honored to be here to meet you. Well, I'll tell you, relationships are a big part of why we're here on the planet. I mean, because so being in relationship is key to our learning and growth. And so I'm so excited to talk about this today because I have been an unhappy woman for years before I met my current husband. And a lot of that unhappiness was really under the surface. So I know you're about helping unhappy women. And I want to ask you, what brought you to this work and what you're doing now? Oh, uh, you know, that's a beautiful question. What brings us to often what we do is because of our own life experience. I found myself in a marriage and unhappy. Um, and it is it was to a really good guy. And so I didn't have a reason. I didn't have something to pull from. And I couldn't figure out why I was doing all the things I was supposed to do. I was taught to do. I was socialized to do. And I had to really look deeper and ask myself, what is really going on and what's happening in this relationship? So I delved into it, became a therapist, started working with families. And then I moved into working with women to help them get a lot more clear about what they're doing and why, so that they can actually find the happiness that they really are seeking, but they're not getting and they're not feeling. And so I know I want to bring in obviously spirituality since this is enthusiastically spiritual. So I know in your current, what you're doing with your coaching and your, and your um, working with women is not really traditional. It's a little more geared towards spirituality and awareness. So I'd love to talk a bit about that. Absolutely. I, I, in our therapy and in our training, we're very Western focused medical model approach, talk therapy and I don't want to discount the value of that, but I started to see that there was a huge component that was missing. And as I delved into a more holistic approach, I saw better results. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so, and I am a spiritual person. I do adhere to a spirituality and a, and a sense of God and higher power in my life. But of course, I don't want to impose anything on anyone else because everybody has their own journey. But as I started opening the door just to have that conversation and for women and clients to explore that, it opened up a whole new idea of how we can heal when we get more connected in mind, body, spirit. So I started to incorporate that into my work. Um, it is a part of who I am as well. And I just saw incredible results. And so I had to start moving in directions that was working for clients. And that's how I did that. Love it. And so you found that more clients do open up to the aspect of spirituality. Because I know there's a big, you know, um, awakening right now on the planet. And like yeah. you just said, everyone's in different variations and it's all good, right? I mean, in yeah. all the different, you know, religions and spirituality and metaphysical, whatever, but have you found that with your clients in the past couple of years that they've really been embracing more of really their essence is what I guess I'd say and, and spirit. Yes. Yes. When we started to have more conversations on this deeper level, what was happening is everybody is describing the same reality or experience, but using different words. So what one person might call energy or vibe, another might call higher power or God but they're the same experience. So it doesn't make them right or wrong. It's just that we're using words that can be very limiting to describe an infinite reality. So the more we started to have these conversations and just explore what does this mean to you, it opened up all kinds of awareness uh, with my clients and healing started happening. I, it was an incredible result. And I know you've talked um, some of, well, I had you do a little um, pre-interview survey. So you mentioned about masculine and feminine and the difference between men and women in communications. So I, for myself, I noticed that women really embrace a lot of spirituality, a lot of connection, that feminine aspect, that nurturing, you know, vibe we all have and, or we have, but some, you know, embrace it more and men are different. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about the difference that you've noticed in your therapy and working with women and then the men that are around them. Oh, this is so great. So I use a lot of history when we talk about how we socialize our kids and how little boys and girls develop into the idea of becoming men and women and then how they develop relationships. And the masculine and feminine energies uh, coming from the divine concept the divine masculine is that structure and protector and that sense of safety and, and um, a place to call home. And the feminine, the divine feminine is where we get to flow in and out of all the rooms of this incredible home. And so when you bring those two energies together, then you have a complete, there's a completeness to it. And each of us has divine masculine and feminine in us but we also have it in each other. So there's a combination of our own essence connecting with a partner and how we dance together. You know, I call this the energetic dance of the relationship with the divine and the masculine. And with our history, most men were socialized more into that masculine concept. And previously, more in my generation, we were socialized more into being the good girl, playing nice, getting along, collaborating. And we have an explosion of empowerment going on in women. So now women are stepping more into a lot of masculine energy, but the men were not brought along in this process. So if you look at the last several decades, there's been a shifting that's happening and relationships are hurting for different reasons today than they did 50 years ago. 
So it's incredible when you start looking at how bringing those two divine concepts together creates actually the best combination and that's really our design. So I, I go into a lot of teaching on that and how to do that. Mm, that's lovely because that is so needed. Yes. And it's interesting too with the dynamics because I mean, I was, I, I was, I'm just born 68. I don't know when you were born, but it's probably the same type of generation. 60s, it feels like yes. It. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like the, the newer, younger um, generations that are on the planet now that are really embracing or kind of confused and not certain about the masculine and the feminine and moving forward. And I'm talking about like the transgender community and other, you know, and, and, and different aspects like that. And so it's interesting that they're kind of like um, teeter tottering on both, which is really kind of interesting in the dynamics of like not really picking a masculine or picking a feminine. Have you had clients that you've worked with that are like this too, that have had that kind of, I, I see it as a teeter totter and they're right in the middle, like, you know, balancing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, very often these masculine feminine concepts are not gender. This is not about gender. And sometimes people get confused because that, you know, masculine feminine sounds like gender based, but this is very fluid. And I think what's happening um, from what I'm seeing is there's confusion and where do I fit in this spectrum now? Because in the last several decades, we have opened up this concept. So now as a society, we're all kind of playing in it, not really knowing where we belong, where we go. But I think what's important is to remember that we move in and out of it as part of our natural process. There's no right or wrong place to be. Sometimes I am in my masculine because that's the best place for me to be in a certain situation. And then at other times, we would be in our feminine because that's the best place to be. So it's not about necessarily being in one place. It's not that static. Mm -hmm. So when we start to learn how to weave in and out of them as is needed for your situations, your relationships, whatever's happening, then there's a beauty and flow to it. And it, it creates a peace and a sense of being in your own space. It's very healing. I love that, especially I'm, I'm assuming around relationships and women that are going through either a breakup or divorce or whatever, and how to stand in their power. Cause that's for myself. So I too, like you, I was the, the man I was married to before was amazing, beautiful man, but I, but I was unhappy for many years yeah. and, it, and I, you know, got to the point where I just found my way out. I didn't do therapy. Like you're offering these, you know, beautiful therapy sessions, which I'm sure are amazing. But for myself, I just jumped ship and went my own way and, and it was okay. But for years, the, I was very unhappy. And so the thing that really caught my eye for my unhappiness was the lack of communication and lack of me being able to tell how I was really feeling to this soul. Yes. That's incredible. And this goes back to the socialization. You and I being born in a certain time where we were socialized not to speak up and make it more about others. So we actually didn't know the skills of how to create deeper connection while also being our autonomous self. Mm -hmm. right? This is the masculine and feminine. And so we have to learn to do that. But what's happened with the younger generation is they have now stepped into speaking it so almost aggressively that that's not as effective either. And both of them create kind of a disconnect and a sense of feeling invisible and not being heard by the other person. Mm -hmm. Because we want to be understood and heard. That's what love and connection feels like. 
but we have to also recognize how do you do this with two very different people, very different things happening. And we all have our own stuff, no matter where you were born and when we all have it to show up. And so how do you learn how to navigate when we get thrown off? And that's the piece that we want to learn to do. Uh, Some women who are struggling with this, they'll come and sometimes we figure it out and they stay. Because once they actually learn the skills of what's missing, then they realize they have an amazing relationship. They just didn't know how to do it in a way that was healthy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they decide to gracefully leave. That is a decision for them, but at least they're clearer on where they are. And then they know what they need to do next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that also, um, to me, the aspect is about really going inward and accessing that inner wisdom. So I want to talk a little about this, about really getting quiet and connected to ourselves as a soul and then recognizing, okay, so which direction do I really need to move for my, for what's next for me? Yes. Yes. And that's where your deep wisdom actually resides. Many people might call this the Holy spirit, our inner wisdom. I refer to it as our divine GPS because it's a sense sense of going inward past your fear and sitting with it enough to say, what do I intuitively think this is leading? Um, And then it is important to sit with that be accountable to what you're noticing. And it is important to also partner with people or work with people to to gauge that, to get a sense of feedback, but not feedback to do what they think, feedback to take and internalize and then decide for yourself. One of the biggest things women need is permission to get messy in this process. And the most messy process leads to the most incredible results but we have to be willing to get messy with it. <laughs> and as you say that, I was like, I mean, honestly, my, I just kind of cringe a little bit. Like I go, that feels uncomfortable. But, it is. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> I know, but that's where the good stuff is. Right. It really is as much as we fight it. And trust me, I was there. I fight it and still shows up to fighting it sometimes, but I know where I need to go. And it's really the best place to be. Because it's so embedded in in the generational stuff and lineage and, you know, how did it work with my mom and my grandmother and et cetera, et cetera. And so, yeah, but I like what you're saying about really, you know, stepping into that new light and that new, I had a vision of like pulling up my dress and having like taken off my boots and just getting like all dirty. And <laughs> it's raining today here in Iowa. So I'm like, I'm in the mud and I'm getting down with the, with the cows. And <laughs> I love that. That is the best place. Actually, one of the things I do is paint and I only do this for me because it's a way to dump paint and I get messy. And it's uh, it's actually the way to get comfortable with getting messy externally, because then we start to get comfortable getting messy internally. Mm, it's a beautiful so show. Good. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I know for you as personal mission, your personal mission is to be an instrument of helping heal women's hearts. Yes. Yes. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. So the masculine is more the head. The feminine is more the heart. And because we had such a shift into this masculine empowerment of women, getting out there and you can do it and you don't need anybody, right? These are these strong messages. You're just as strong and competitive as anybody else. Mm -hmm. Those are all masculine terms. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we move out of our head and into our heart, out of our heart and into our head, 
when we come from the head and we're missing the heart, we're missing connection to that divine GPS. So now we're coming from strategy, control, you know, manipulating to fix it, to make it work. And that becomes exhausting. You need the structure, but you need the GPS guidance. The two together have to work together. Otherwise, it becomes exhausting and forceful. It doesn't feel from a place of empowerment. So when we heal the heart, we learn how to tap back in and remember who you are because it never went anywhere. We just abandoned. Once we go back to that connection and create the connection between head and heart, it all starts to come together and people start seeing things in incredibly different ways. And so in that healing aspect, let's talk a little bit about, because I know on your website, you've got a beautiful um, branding of connection, healing, and freedom. Yeah. So I'd love for you to, to just flow with that and share a little bit about how that ultimately gets us to that freedom. Absolutely. The head gets us disconnected and we are more uh, ingrained and coming from our head. Uh, We are more connected to information, right? This is the age of information. We're flooding our heads with all this knowledge, yet we're still not actually healed and happy. So something's missing. So to start with internal connection, and that's the first step heal what's going on inside, and then you'll feel a sense of freedom and peace, which will lead to healthier connections to others. So that's why that three-step process came about with the branding and the picture and the logo is this uh, bird coming out of the ashes, sort of out of the dirt. And you mentioned the mud, right? Taking your boots off, right? It's coming out of the mud and growing into that sense of feeling free and discarding all the old. And that's how that came about. Almost like a phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think about. Oh, I love that. Well, that is such an empowering way to really think about this whole process of coming into where you're at with your relationships, how you want to maybe better them or work with what you have, or, or like you said, gracefully exit, whichever works for each person. So let's talk a little bit, Britta, about how people can, how you can work with people and how you support them in your work. Yeah, well, when we start, the thing that happens is we look at our past and we tend to bring the past into the present because it's part of our habit and it's part of what we learned and how to do things. And some of those things are helpful, but a lot of them are not. A lot of them are, they served us then, but do not serve us today. So the first step we do is we start looking at the old you and then we start to get in a vision of the new you. And then we learn how to create a plan to become the new you. That's the step. In therapy, we often talk about the past and bang away at the past. Mm -hmm. And we unwittingly stay in the past. Mm -hmm. So the value of the past is to honor it, love it, and be willing to accept it for what it was as it brought you to who you are today. But we want to create a new you moving forward. Otherwise, we'll just keep repeating. Mm -hmm. Right? So the whole goal is to change what we're doing to something new. So sorry about that. That's okay. (laughs) Let me see here if I can. Sorry. (laughs) That's all right. Those little things come in every so often. So it's like, I I saw that. (laughs) Gotta love technology. That's all right. Gotta love it, right? (laughs) Right. I guess the one thing about it is we can, we can all relate, right? Like, absolutely. Oh yeah. 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 Well, Britta, so you do work with people obviously in person and you work with people obviously online also. 
Uh, I actually am exclusively online now. I am oh, speaking. Wow, great. Yeah. Well, I was doing that prior to COVID and then COVID really stepped into uh, expanding that. And so I work with people all over the country, actually, and even in Canada. So I'm reaching beyond the borders to help women. And I work initially with women. Sometimes we'll work as a couple. And then at some point, the men come in and that's when it goes full circle. And it's great. Oh, I love that because that's, I mean, it's like putting it all together, right? The puzzle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The pieces. Yeah. Well, beautiful. And so how would people get in touch with you, Britta, to, to find out what you're doing? They can go to my website at healingwithbritta.com and there is a link there to schedule a clarity call. So we can really get clear on where you are and where you want to be and then create a plan to do that. And you can link to that at meetwithbritta.com. Awesome. And I will have yeah. all that in the show notes. And Britta, it's been such a pleasure having you on today because like, again, for myself, having gone through divorce, having gone through relationship, it's, this is a big part of body, mind, spirit and understanding how to really work with who I am as a soul and the other souls that I'm coming in relationship with. It's so, it's such a big deal for myself. And so I'm so glad you came on today and shared. Thank you so much for having me. You know, we really are relational and social beings and when we are too masculine, we're too disconnected from one another and we're actually starving for connection. So it's a beautiful thing and it's an honor to be with you and to get to speak with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. So thanks for listening in to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. And if you're in the place of needing some support for your relationship, for yourself, for your, the relationship you're in with your spouse or loved ones, Britta is the person to contact because she has definitely got her mojo going for how to work with relationships and support you and where you're at with your heart healing and moving forward. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure that you like it, um, you subscribe, you let your friends know about it. And I appreciate each and every one of you for listening in today. And until next week, please remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.